Thank you for calling Gay Wire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Thank you for choosing option three. Ho ho, you're listening to Gaywire in so-called Edmonton, where everything is at least a little bit queer. I'm Santa Claus, and my pronouns are they, them. Now I know what you're thinking. But Santa, you already put all my vaccines and estrogens under my 5G tower, like five days ago. Yes, I did, my little liberals, but I'm here to give you some more holiday content this year while it still lasts. And what present is better than one you already have? Yes, this is a rerun. Even Santa has their limits. Ho, 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 ho. So I will play an old interview for you little children, specifically the Matthew and the Keys interview conducted by my dear friend Terence Adams. Oh, 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 let's hop right in. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Yes, no worries. Thank you for having me. And could you give us the name of your duo's uh, album? Victory. Name is Victory, yeah. (laughs) And when did that come out? It came out August 6th. Yeah, so it's fairly new. Yeah, fairly new. It just came out, yeah, a week ago, I guess, today. Awesome. Um, so how long have you been making music? Um, well, my mom will say that I've been singing and performing since I was like two years old. Um, I started songwriting when I was about 12 and then I learned how to play the piano at about 17, 18. And then that's when it all kind of came together. So it's been a while. I guess like maybe over... 15, maybe 15 years, I guess, for the singing and songwriting part. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, how would yeah. you describe your your musical sound? Um, it's definitely 
pop rock, indie pop rock. That's what I would say it is. Very akin, especially for this album, Victory. It's very akin to what you would hear on the radio during the early 2000s, late um, 1990s, that pop rock with um, Michelle Branch, Avril Lavigne, um, John Mayer, those kind of um, artists in that kind of realm. So I would say it's definitely that indie pop rock. <laughs> yeah. So um, would you say that like Avril Lavigne, John Mayer, uh, are those some of your inspirations and who, who else are your inspirations? Yeah. When writing uh, this album, a few are, yeah, like Christina Aguilera, Vanessa Carlton is a, a huge inspiration for me. Um, I would say definitely Michelle Branch, John Mayer. I love John Mayer. He's such an amazing songwriter. Um, have definitely influenced me to write the way that I do today and continue to write because I mean, we're all continuing to grow and evolve as songwriters. So yeah, I would definitely say that those musicians from that time, but that pop rock kind of era influenced me to write the way that I do. Um, and so tell me a bit about the way that you write. Um, how do you tell stories? So a lot of what I write about comes from my own personal history and things that have happened in my life, but it also comes with things that happen to my friends, things, things that happen to my family, things that um, I see in the news and things that I really feel are, are pressing to talk about. So I definitely draw from those elements to create songs and create um, pieces that I think are memorable for not only for me, but for other people and will really resound with them. Um, in, in regards to songwriting, the process, it's a little bit tricky just because it can come at any point, any time. Sometimes there'll be the lyrics first and then the, the, the music. And then other times it's the music first and then the lyrics. I would say for this album, let me think about this. I think for this album, it would be the music first for the majority of the songs and then the lyrics after that. All right. So speaking of your album, um, <clears throat> it's called Victory. Uh, why did you name it Victory? So Lorenzo and I, who's my other songwriting partner, the person's in the duo, Matthew and the Keys, um, it took us a long time to come up with this album and actually put it all together. And in our, in our eyes, we always just thought, you know what? It's quite a feat and quite a victorious feat for us to be able to finish this album and actually put it out. So we feel very victorious that it's out, it's out, it's finally done, it's finally done after years and years of us playing shows together in Edmonton and writing songs and collaborating and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then on the other coin side of it too, not only is it us being victorious to produce this album and create this album, but also we want to spread that victory to other people in their lives too, that they can try and reach out and help other people so that they can be lifted up. Um, how long have you been active in the Edmonton music scene? Um, oh my gosh, I guess the first time I ever played an open mic was maybe in about 2008. And I played at a place that was in Belgravia called Hulberts. Have you ever heard of that place before? No, I'm maybe fairly not. young, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me too. Like, I kind of don't know it, but <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, but 
Halberts was a really cool place because on Sunday nights they used to have an open mic night and anyone could go and perform. It was very, very busy, really, really cool. I think Rhea March um, hosted it. And that was kind of like my first foray into actually writing or performing the things that I have written by myself and using that as a tool to express myself. So um, I guess, yeah, I guess it's been about 10 years and then I took a, a few years off because I lived abroad for a little bit and now I'm back and I'm ready to gig and ready to show Edmonton and the world what Matthew and the Keys is all about. Um, speaking of gigs, recently you performed at Pride Corner. Yes, I did. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that and why you decided to perform there? Yeah, so I have one of my friends, John Harmon. He is, um, he knows, he knew one of the guys, um, who, Doug, who is kind of one of the organizers of Pride Corner with, with Claire. And he was there one time and he was talking about how I was putting on an album and said I should perform. And so then he hooked me up in that way. And it was such an amazing experience. Like all the people that are over on Pride Corner are just doing the best thing to make all people within our community feel really safe, really wanted and really loved. And I just love that the message that they're, they're sending out is just to, to love one another and to tell those street, those street preachers just to, go off somewhere else and you know, and that the hate that they're projecting is not welcome here. So it was just so perfect for me to be part of that because I mean, that is part of my journey too, is that how I felt not wanted within those religious groups and finding my own voice. So I'm so happy that I did it. And it was such a great time. So many people were there. It was really great. Yeah. So uh, just going a little bit back to the album, uh, is there a story that you are telling with the album that you and Lorenzo are telling with the album? Um, for this album, it's really a, a large um, amalgamation of a lot of the songs that we kind of wrote over quite a few time, a few years and, and kind of played around the city. Um, but I guess the, encompassing kind of theme of it is life and how there are so many different facets to it. There are, there's heartbreak. There's moments when people are not listening to you. There's moments when you feel like your self-worth isn't worth anything. There's moments when you feel like you're gaining your power back and moments when you're feeling feelings for other people. And I think that's the encompassing theme of the album is just life in itself. So I think that a lot of the songs, when you listen to them and you listen to them lyrically, you'll be able to really connect with some of them and some of the, the pieces that are in there. Because I know that whenever I listen to them back, I takes me back to a time when I was younger or even takes me back to something that happened maybe like a week ago or things that are happening currently in my life. Yeah, so what, what do you hope that your listeners feel when they listen to your music? I hope that they feel, I hope they feel inspired to do things that they always wanted to do in their lives. I hope that they feel empowered to also speak their own mind on their opinions and their feelings 
Um, and I hope that they also feel empowered to help other people because we really never really know how others are feeling um, and going through different situations in their lives. And I think that with this album, because the encompassing theme is, is life, we really need to try and reach out to people and to our community and to our friends and lift them up in ways that they possibly can because the only way that we can evolve as a society is to lift each other up, I think. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, which song is your favorite to listen to? That's so bad. Terrence, that's such a bad question. Because <laughs> that's so hard. They're my babies. I know. They're my babies. Okay, well then, okay. Which one was the, is there one that was the most fun to make? Ooh, okay. So in the, okay. Um, in the studio, the most fun to make. Um, I would say... I think empty was the most fun to make just because of the layers and how kind of dark and broody it was. I really loved going through that. Red Bear Records, his own company, um, he really did a great job of seeing what Lorenzo and I were kind of like going for. So I would say Empty was the most fun to record. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. <laughs> but they're all they're all so amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to it today just to get myself in the in the headspace and yeah. definitely definitely some solid bops. I've been enjoying myself. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoy it. <laughs> um, and then also the album art. Um, I took a look at the album art. The first word that popped into my head was this looks homoerotic. Um, yeah. This is fantastic. So um, was the photo staged or was it natural? Um, because the, the album art itself has you and Lorenzo uh, sitting next to each other um, let me yeah. pull it up here. <laughs> there we go. Um, so there's a sort of pink background, you and Lorenzo sitting next to each other, uh, and you're looking at him and it's a very sort of intense look you're giving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could you talk a little bit about the album art and like what you're trying to do with that? Um, okay, so with the album art, it was a really cool experience. So Stefan Legacy is a local photographer that I've worked with before, and I love his work that he's done. Um, and I really wanted, for some reason, I had a few colors in my mind, and pink was one of them. It was really bright in mind. I wanted it to be bright and pink and happy 
in in connection with that victory piece. But I also like pink too. I mean, like it's a great color, it looks good on me. Um, in regards to pose, I think we just, I don't know, we just sat down together and I I love Lorenzo. He's like a brother to me. And we just, we connect really well on a musical level. And I've known him for quite a long time. And I just felt like, I don't know. I think we just looked, I just looked at him. I think there's another picture that we didn't use, but we were both looking at each other. But I liked this one the most for the album. I just thought that it had that whimsical looking off into the distance, but I'm looking right at him kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very. I could see how it could be looked at as homework for sure. I mean, I am gay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so who? So you worked with Lorenzo. Obviously, you guys worked together. Uh, who else did you work with on this album? So this album, we did it. Well, yeah, we recorded it with um, Brett Reed at Red Bear Records, and he's a local um, record producer here in Edmonton. Um, we also were able to get Lorenzo's sister, who's a musician. She's a singer. She lives in the UK and we got her to sing on the track. Um, and Brett also played drums for us, which was really great. Um, for this album, we really kind of wanted to keep it very, very tight. And I'm excited for the next one that we do do, because I do want to collaborate with other musicians. I do know quite a few within the Edmonton music scene and other ones I've seen and, and heard their music from years and years and years I'd love to just collaborate with, so. Yeah. So if if the Gay Wire listeners right now are on the fence about whether or not they should check out your music, what do you have to say to them that could maybe sway them? Um, I would say go back into your nostalgia of listening to early or late 90s, early 2000s pop rock music. And it's really gonna take you into a journey of your life in itself and your life. I think you're gonna find a lot of parallels between the songs that we have written, songs that I've written and, and your own lives and how you want to be, you want to leave your lights. And, and, and I think that you'll find a lot of connections between what we have sung about and, and life in general as an LGBTQIA 2S plus person like me, so yeah. It's a great song, Choose Love, amazing. Piece of me, amazing, come on, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, could you tell me a little bit about Choose Love? Um... Yeah, so Choose Love was uh, one of the songs that we actually wrote very, very fast. So we wrote it in an hour, which was really cool. And I mean, it's happened to many different artists as well, and it's happened to me before, but, it just happened so fast. So, so Lorenzo came up with the, the musical melody and then I wrote the lyrics. And the story behind Choose Love, it's all about knowing and seeing a friend that is in, in deep distress and knowing that in my situation, I want to choose love for that person to lift them up. And in the bridge, there's a line that says, um, uh, when you're afraid, don't walk away. Um, no clue, push right through and you'll make it all right. Stand up for the fight. And really the, the whole theme of Choose Love is leaning on your friends and your family to help you pull you up out of really bad and terrible situations and use them as a support and to lean on you. And I know that in my life that I've definitely did that. 
and continue to do that, to lean on my friends, my family to lift me up and keep me sane and keep me going. Yeah, I think we we all definitely need to rely on our 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 friends, our family, our chosen family and our community just to help us out with. Yes, absolutely. All of those life things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what gap in music would you say victory is filling? Um, I think the gap that it's missing or that's filling is there's a lot, I feel like a lot of music is just a little bit too contrived and a little bit calculated in some ways. But I think that Matthew and the Keys, we really give it to you straight. There's no like filler kind of stuff. It's just true facts, true to life. And it's so relevant to life today as it speaks. So I think that now, especially when I listen to music that's on the radio, it's all kind of fantasy. Whereas I want to get to that reality of really getting in tune with your own emotions and letting that help you guide yourself but and not being afraid to express yourself. Um, what have you learned over the process of creating this album? Mm-hmm. I've learned that I should not be afraid to take risks. That's probably the, the biggest lesson I've ever I've learned because even in the studio, I would be afraid to try something and Lawrence would say, oh, no, we should try it out. Or Brett would say, no, I think this is a good idea. And I would take the, the, the risk and try it out. And it would turn out to be amazing or turn out to be awesome. And even if it turned out to be like, mm, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I'm so happy that I would at least go through taking that risk and tr- giving it a try. So I think that one of the big lessons I learned was to um, take risks, even if you're 100% not quite sure. Um, I also learned that recording is really, really fun. And with the right people and the right crew, it can be such a healing process. Because I feel like recording it and preparing it to release was really healing for me. And it was like a big <laughs> lifted off of my, my soul. And I just feel so light and so ready and so happy. Um, how did you know that you were ready to, to do this? Or did you just, again, just take that risk? I took the risk for sure because um, if it was probably just me, I probably would have sat on it for another two years or a year. <laughs> because I, I mull things over in my mind. And a lot of my friends will see me as very, very outgoing and very extroverted. But I do a lot of internal thinking and kind of like everybody, right? We stew in our minds. We stew in our feelings, we're like, no, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think, you know. Um, so I would say that that was super difficult. Um, but having my friend there to push me to say, you know what? No, it's time. We got to get it out. We got to get it out. And, 
And because of that, then I would be like, okay, well then I guess I should write down a specific date when it's going to go out and get it all ready and everything. So it's out, it's done, it's done, it's great. And it's just the beginning of Matthew and the Keys, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah, so what sort of things uh, are in the future for Matthew and the Keys? So we wanna do, we definitely wanna do more shows. I mean, it would be a dream to tour or anything like that. Um, I'm looking at different opportunities to either enter writing competitions, um, do acoustic shows, um, I think it would be really cool to start merch. Merch is a merch is a dope thing to have MAK kind of uh, clothing and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and just continue the brand and get more well known in Edmonton. And then through that, I'd love to just be a great voice and kind of like an access point for young LGBTQ2IA plus um, 2S plus uh, kids. Because I feel like they need someone that looks like me, not only um, as, I guess, not really a role model, but just someone to aspire to. Because I don't think you really see in Edmonton too many out BIPOC queer people. So I think that that's important. Absolutely. Um, could you talk a little bit more about uh, what you, you hope your influence on the, the young LGBTQ2S plus community? Yeah, um, I hope, my hope is that through my openness and my songs that they see that they are valuable and loved and that they can really aspire to do anything that they want to do, right? Because uh, as a young kid growing up, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me um, and I was afraid of, of who I was. And then as I grew older, I felt like I missed some of those opportunities to really start living my best life at a really young age. And I hope that through my music and through, through this album and through me as a, I guess, a personality, you would say that I'm able to show a lot of our young queer um, people out there that this is this is life and we are here and we're queer and it's amazing and we can do anything that we want because the space is for us. Yeah, so almost a, a queer celebration then. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, all right. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, I would like to say thank you for having me here, Terrence. This has been absolutely amazing. I'm so excited. Um, make sure that you download my album, Victory. It's available on all streaming platforms and you can also stream it and you can download it, Bandcamp. And my website is mathekeys.com. Perfect. Um, and any social media? Yes, my Instagram and Twitter are at M-A-The-Keys, M-A-T-H-E-K-E-Y-S. And my YouTube is youtube.com slash M-A-The-Keys, my website, M-A-The-Keys.com. I try to keep the branding the same, you know, so it's not confusing. Um, and then my Bandcamp is 
matthewandthekeys.bandcamp.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, Matthew. time we have for today thank you for listening on this new year's eve eve or whenever you're listening to this ho 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 gay wire is a production of cjsr 88.5 in so-called edmonton on treaty six territory we acknowledge all the many first nations metis and inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries including but not limited to the cree soto blackfoot metis dene and nakota sioux we recognize that colonialism is an ongoing and active violence and encourage you to reflect on your own relationship to colonialism and what accountability and growth look like for you and your communities. Give what you can and learn even more. Oh, 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 oh. Thank you to our guest, Matthew Aklapu. Today's show was produced by Shane Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Ash Halinda, Terence Adams, Chenille Ranasinga, Jean-Vierre Aslan, a special little elf named Artemis Peasley, and myself, Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho. Follow Gaywire on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm. Ho, 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 ho. And on Facebook and Twitter at GayWire, or on Instagram and TikTok at GayWireCJSR. Let us know what you think of the show, hit up the DM sometimes, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email GayWire at CJSR.com, and you never know, you might just get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is done by Travis Erickson, and our original music is by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hilts. And make sure not to change the station after this airing of your favorite and only queer radio show in Edmonton, because we have because we have our exclusive music segment Queer Days right after this. Until next week, stay merry, keep it breezy, and